Hello, please be advised that this webcast contains explicit language and discussions of sexuality. If you're under 18, you should probably ask your parents first. Otherwise, enjoy the show. But anyway, uh, so like I told you earlier, I allow my guests to uh, introduce themselves if they would like. If you don't want yes. to, it's fine. I'm open to that. Yeah? Yeah, I... I have nothing to hide. All so, right, sounds yeah. good. Um, I'm Felicia. Welcome back to Things That Keep Me Up at Night, and I'm here with Levi. Hi. I we have a special connection because I asked Levi for a job about three years ago, <laughs> and I don't know what I replied. Uh, but you're like you gave me that look of like no. <laughs> Ever since then, we've just been connected through the internet, we've been like internet buds. We've been internet buds. Yeah. Um, I admit though, I was thinking about you like late last year because um and and I felt like so bad because I never followed up with you after top surgery Mm -hmm. and in for Thanksgiving I did Friendsgiving with um an employee from another location and she had me over for this like insane get together and there were two guys there who were talking about having top surgery when yeah. I had just had it now that i know what that was like from yeah, people it's... who i just met at a potluck okay <laughs> it's just, definitely oh. not like just a quick like a quick fix <laughs> quick like nip and tuck it's like oh, uh man. yeah it's pretty extreme and it's weird because um before I had top surgery, I didn't really know, like, everything. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was like, what am I doing? What you were no, getting into. So, like, I knew, but, like, you really only know what you see on the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I haven't had any, like, personal acquaintances or friends that have, like, gone through oh, it. I see. So, I, and most of what's on the internet is all, like, positive stuff. Like, yeah. people... I've noticed don't really like to talk about like complications. And you didn't know what you were getting into besides what you had seen in like am I gonna guess YouTube of yeah, just like Yeah, oh, like YouTube, Tumblr like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So like just all the fucked up like shit that you see out there. Sorry, can can I cuss? You can Is cuss. This, like... I have it on parental advisory. Okay. So I'm gonna a... try not to, but I just like I'm a trash uh, person so well, <laughs> once you see the first episode you will be like, Oh, it's fine. Okay, like, okay, good. All that I knew was what I saw. So I was like, this is a walk in the park. It's like a breeze. Like, when they get surgery, it's going to be perfect. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone that I saw, it was just, like, all these, like, great outcomes. Like, whatever, you know? Everyone on YouTube that, like, actually has viewers, they're all just these, like, buff, like, white guys, you know? And, like, it's just this, like, unrealistic, like, expectation, you know? Um which that's like another topic but so anyways yeah like having surgery um I had complications like the first day that I got home like I actually had to go back to the ER because I literally like passed out from the pain when I was at home I like threw up on myself it was like I I like literally thought I was dying and I was like is this normal and I have like a pretty high pain tolerance Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh my god, and like my my best friend, uh, two of my best friends were there like watching me, and they were like, we literally thought you were gonna die. Like, you like turned like pale white, 
and you like sat up and just like threw up on yourself and like passed out and stuff. Oh god. And so they were like, "Whoa, like we didn't know what was going on. Like we didn't know if you were like bleeding internally or like oh. what was going on." So like they rushed me to the ER and like if you've been to the ER, you know it's like a shit show yeah. half the time. Yeah, it's always a disaster yeah, zone. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and you're just like, adding to most it. Most likely, like, you just get up and walk out. You're like, I'm fine. Oh. Like, never mind. So, like, I got there and we were sitting there for, like, two hours. And I was just like, dude, just take me home. Like, if I'm going to die, like, I'd rather just die at home than, like, in the ER. Like, in this uncomfortable place at, like, one in the morning. So I went home and I just stuck it out and, like... I think it was probably, like, a mix between, like, my anesthesia and also just, like, my body being in shock. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, who knows? Everybody's body's different. And, like, I've never had a major surgery before. Oh, So I I didn't know, like, what was going to happen. Yeah, and then, you know, everything that you see, like, on the internet is obviously, like, sugar-coated. And, again, like, people don't like to talk about like, any negative things that go on because, like, they want to have this, like, flawless transition. Now, that's not always, like, the case. That's, like, mostly not the case, you know? Like, you're you're gonna have your own experience. And, um... And your doctor didn't prepare you for that either of, like, hey, this, 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 and this. I mean, they gave me, like, you know, the little packet of information, Mm -hmm. but, like, it was like, yeah, there's gonna be some pain like obviously you're like yeah there's pain Mm -hmm. but like I didn't like they don't prepare you for like every scenario you know so you kind of just like figure it out as you go um but luckily like everything was fine like nothing terrible happened it's the first rough day oh yeah I'd say like a week I had a really rough week like I was pretty much stuck on the couch for like at least four days and, like, finally walked around a little bit, like, after, like, day three or something. Mm. But it was, it was painful. Like, it was, de- there was definitely, like, a moment where I was, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. oh, my God, like, yeah. when is this going to end, you oh know? Um, but, obviously, like, after that whole thing was over, like, it was worth it. it was yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I'm here and I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Good. Yeah. But it's a major surgery and I think that's yeah, what it is not a joke. People don't <laughs> oh, take no. into consideration. Yeah, it's not like uh getting Botox or something no. like that or like getting Jesus. like you yeah. know, it's like and I didn't really realize it until it was like all said and done mm-hmm. and I like woke up and I was like, Oh my god, mm-hmm. like I'm dying or something, you know? Um, but even, I don't know, I'm, like, six or seven months post No, whoa, it happened in August, so I'm, yeah. like, ten months? Yeah. Nine? I'm bad at math. But, um, yeah, even now, I still have, like, pains, and, like, I went to the doctor, like, two months ago, because I was, like, my nipple hurts, and, like, there was swelling and stuff, oh, and it was no. just, like... It turns out it was, like, scar tissue that had, like, built up, like, just around, like, my nipple incisions, like, the grafts, um, and they were, like, oh, it'll, like, soften up over time, but it was scary because I was, like, okay, like, six months later is my nipple, like, rejecting itself, like, is that even Mm -hmm. possible, you know, um, but I didn't know because, like, people don't talk about this stuff, you know, this isn't, like, people, uh, post, like, this kind of base outline of like 
how it is to transition and like how yeah. surgery goes and like this is like what's normal but they don't talk about like these complications for like any kinds of um procedures and stuff like that like people yeah. just don't like to talk about that you know discussing like trans related or like gender related like issues I think it's still like a very new thing for people and also mm-hmm. we're still living in a society where it's not really 100% accepted yet so people mm-hmm. don't like to talk about it even with their doctors you know even mm-hmm. when I go to the doctor even though I am very open about it, I still find myself being, like, nervous because, like, even doctors don't always know how to talk to me or, like, you know, like, refer to, like, my body in a way that's, like, 100%, like, respectful. You know, like, I came out to my parents and then, like, a year later I'm getting talk surgery and, like, you know, like, just being around this whole, like, conservative, like, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now being, like, the, like having the burden or feeling like a burden, you know, like, having complications and all this stuff. Like, it's almost like you don't want people to be like, oh, see, like, you shouldn't have done that. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think that also comes along with it, too. You know, like, even if we're not, like, thinking about it, we just mm-hmm. don't really want to talk about, like, all the like fucked up shit that can happen too you know I I definitely want to like reiterate like like my experience is is yours is mine and like I am like privileged enough to be able to have the experience that I've had and be like accepted amongst like my friends and my family and like um but yeah I can definitely not speak for all trans people but I can share whatever information I have you know something that I mean to the extent that you're comfortable with I was curious asking you about of just changes to your health overall um talking about changes that you weren't anticipating because they're not often talked about or because you didn't have the network to tell you about it ahead of time um we talked a little bit about your mental health Mm -hmm. um because I think I I met you just slightly before transition. Yeah. And um, there's got to be this whole set of waves that you've ridden of the oh, changes yeah. in your still life. Still riding the wave. Yeah, still. I mean, have we ever <laughs> yeah. arrived? I don't know if we've ever arrived. Um, I'm cracking beer number two. Before I was, before I started transitioning, um, before I even, like, came out, I was definitely... I'd say my whole life, like, in just this, like, spiral of, like, depression and, like, um, I, I still deal with depression, but it's, like, definitely, like, on another level. It's, like, very different than what it looked like before. Um, very suicidal. Very, like, suicidal. Like, for, I'd say, from when I was in middle school up until, like, I still, like, deal with, like, all that stuff, but it's, uh, it's definitely gotten a lot easier, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm so much happier, but, uh, yeah, before I transitioned, I did not know what was going on. Like, I felt like I was waking up every day, and, like, I didn't know who I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do, I, like, couldn't even like grasp like what life was like I was just so confused and I didn't know why I had no resources I had the internet but like you know we get wrapped up in what we like to look at or like what you know like I'm not like researching all this shit because like 
I didn't even know that like that's who I was or that's like what was going on. So I didn't even like know what to look for. I think it was like Instagram or something where I just like came across like uh, somebody who identified as like gender queer, and it was the first time I had really like even heard that term and like I was like oh my god this person's so cool like they just kind of like do what they want and they're like they look fucking cool and they're able to just express themselves you know and it was more like just like me like lurking their shit and being like oh this person's tight you <laughs> yeah. know like I don't know what they're going through or like what they're about but like they just seem like I don't know like they have it figured out or yeah. something like that you know mm -hmm. and like and you're I, just developing an internet crush on, yeah, like, the a, idea of Yeah, it exactly. Like, a crush on, like, their life and, like, mm -hmm. like what they were about and stuff. And I didn't really know, like, why I was so drawn to it. But I, I just knew that, like, it looked really interesting yeah. and stuff, you know? And, like, I felt like I could relate to, like, certain aspects. Like, um, this person had top surgery and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like you know, being someone that, like, hated my chest and didn't know why, like, I was like, whoa, that's, that's an option, like, I don't have to identify, like, as, like, male or female, but I can still, like, have top surgery and stuff like that, mm. so that was, like, my first kind of, like, introduction into all of that stuff, like, I still, at this point, didn't, um, didn't, like, consider myself a trans person or, like, mm -hmm. didn't really know what any of that stuff was, um, did you notice a change in your mental health from that point on? Yeah, definitely. Like, I just felt like if this person could do it, like, I can, like, figure other shit out with myself. I was able to, like, talk to a therapist about it, and it was, like, all this shit. Like, 27 years of just, like, shit that I had been, like, holding back. I just got it all out, and, um, yeah, it's been kind of, like a slow uphill climb, yeah. you know? Like, I definitely have moments where I'm, like, at a low point, but it gets, like, further in between, you know? Like, yeah. the, like it becomes, like, very spread out, whereas, like, before it was, like, every day I was having, like, a mental breakdown, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a real hard time describing, like, physical changes, like, other than obviously like being on HRT, like hormone replacement therapy, um, like I definitely like have like a different like energy, you know, that comes along with that. Like, um, you know, there's obviously like a ton of like physical changes that go on, but I can't really say whether it's like positive or negative. It's just kind of like different, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I can't really like describe it like word for word or like anything yeah. like that it's just more of like an overall feeling i originally asked levi on the um to come on the podcast webcast with me because he gave me some constructive feedback around episode two which mm -hmm. i will link down below so that you know what we're referring to but in episode two just a brief summary i talk about um the science around sensation and i talk about analogous structures Levi gave me some constructive criticism around some terms that I use, and I dun, dun, dun. yeah, <laughs> so I wanted to have him on the show because I was like, would you mind having the same conversation with me in real time mm -hmm. on camera about um, 
basically describing gender and uh, the yes. the differentiation that I was using. And you had a different idea that you brought to my attention. So the terms that you used were what female bodied I use female bodied and male bodied and male bodied which like immediately I was like stop the clip like oh. what rewind like play rewind mm -hmm. I was like whoa like because that was actually the first time that I had heard those terms like mm -hmm. I had never heard those terms but I just knew that they didn't sit well with me because mm -hmm. I think you showed like a diagram of a vagina or something and you said like a female-bodied person, and then you showed, like, a diagram of a penis, or... Mm -hmm. I, I don't really remember yeah, the full, like... Yeah, analogous structures, blah, Yes, blah, blah. okay, yeah. so... Anyways, being somebody that, like, I have a vagina, and I'm comfortable having a vagina, and that's not... That's not to say that, like, all trans people, like, feel comfortable with their genitals um, that they were born with, um, but for me, like, I connect with mine, and I feel like it's not a female, um, I'm not a female-bodied person in any way. Yeah, I think that's an important uh, delineation to make. Um, in the episode, I was talking about um, my friend and I, um, he identifies as male, I identify as female, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, and, like, describing analogous structures in the sense of our relation to sex toys. Um, but then I started to generalize about more people, and to your point, that genitals don't describe your gender. When I first started transitioning, I had a lot of dysphoria around, like, my body parts and stuff like that. And, like, there were things that I, like, needed to change, like... Getting top surgery was definitely something I knew even before transitioning that I like wanted mm -hmm. even even before I I identified as a male um, I I knew I was getting getting top surgery no matter what but as far as having like bottom dysphoria I know a lot of trans guys do like have a lot of conflicts with that and like have a lot of bottom dysphoria that's like a very common thing um, but a lot of guys don't have bottom dysphoria you know and I think that's something that's not really talked about because like again with like the internet and all this stuff like they really like toxic masculinity is like everywhere in this like concept of like what a man is and like yeah. if you're a trans man like you're gonna have bottom surgery or you're gonna like use packers which is like uh, if you don't know what that is it's like putting something in your pants to, like, make it appear like you have a bulge or, like, have a penis or something like that. So, like, I experimented a lot with that when I first started transitioning, and it was mostly because of, like, what I saw. Like, I was like, if I'm going to navigate this world mm -hmm. as a man and yeah. people are going to respect me as the gender that I am, like, I have to kind of, like, keep up with this, like perception yeah. or whatever so you have to present or perform and exactly and like who's gonna date me if I don't have a penis and oh, stuff like that no. and it was very like it was very confusing because my whole life I never really had yeah. bottom dysphoria you know mm -hmm. even when I had all this other fucking dysphoria around like um other aspects of who I was um but I started developing bottom dysphoria like while transitioning which 
I feel like that's not something that's really talked about either. Mm-hmm. A lot of times your dysphoria, like, shifts in a lot of ways as soon as you start, like, hormones and you start, like, identifying as a certain way to, like, everyone else. Um, a lot of things come up that you don't even really, like, think about, you know? Like, I never really had to think about that stuff. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, what do I do now? As I'm getting older and as I'm kind of, like, coming into who I am, um, it's something like I have a vagina and I fucking embrace it and it's cool, you know, yeah. and it's not, uh, it doesn't make me any less of a man than the next fucking guy, you know? So it's like, um, and I'm going to be with someone who also accepts that, you know? Yeah. So I think that's something that's really important and I definitely encourage like everyone to like, Figure out what works for you. Do not fucking go on YouTube and, like, try to, like, accomplish what all these other people are trying to accomplish because there's, like, such toxic shit out there for everybody. And just because, like, you're in the queer community doesn't mean there's, like, not toxic masculinity and not, like, problematic shit going on. Um, And people trying to fucking oppress you because of your body yeah, so, I mean, there's there's it's, ideas it's real. that you have to be queer enough. Yeah, right, which is just exactly. bananas to yeah, think about. It's fucked up, and and I think or the the idea of passing that we talked about earlier. Passing, passing. yeah, terrible word, <laughs> terrible fucking word because it it just it's just oppressing you. It's oppressing me. It's oppressing fucking the whole trans community. Like this idea of trying to like fit a specific standard of um gender and what you should look like or yeah who you should be or how you should act or being masculine or feminine it's like it's all bullshit it's all bullshit <laughs> yeah don't do that do you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> your gender doesn't have to be on that binary and so yeah. I was using terms that reinforce that binary, which is why you had such a visceral reaction to it. Oh, yeah. Immediately jumped up out of bed. (laughs) I was like, gotta say something real quick. Like, just put my two cents out there. I definitely think, like, there's always room for, for, you know, a conversation first before you, like, make any kind of, like, judgments and stuff like that, so. Yeah, And, and I thought that was awesome and exactly like what I needed to hear and how I received it uh, because like the platform was perfect yeah so you had some suggestions for me as far as how to navigate that in the future I think it was along the lines of like a person with a vagina or a person with a penis or rather than uh yeah using any gender at all because gender really like you said has nothing to do with your anatomy um it's like saying like a person with breasts well that could be a cis guy well that could Mm -hmm. be a trans guy that could be a cis female it could be a trans female you know like it really um it's really irrelevant to like your gender you know so right and um, it's more meaningful to say a person with breasts because of all all the reasons you just listed is that more people fall into that category anyone can identify it that way you know like more people like for me if someone says female bodied i'm like what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. You know, right, like yeah. uh, a female could look a million different ways, you know? So like for me, it's not very helpful, like gendering anyone's body because I don't like 
as of right now, like, I don't know what that looks like, you know, that's very specific to the individual, you know, so, um, which obviously, if you're talking about your own body, and you're gendering yourself, then it makes more sense, which Mm -hmm. maybe that's what you were doing in that video. Um, Even if I was, it doesn't mean this conversation shouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just wanted to kind of make it clear so that everyone could kind of feel included and feel like they could Mm -hmm. like relate a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and yes. and I just wanted to say thank you, yeah, and thank you were you. brave enough to come on this yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. Hi, uh, it was like my first time on TV. <laughs> is this TV? Is what this, is this? Am I famous now? Well, thank you. Yeah, this has been thank fun thank and you. really, uh, like edifying for me. And awesome. I hope you had a good time. Yes, cheers. Yeah, cheers. I mean, at least there was Takata. <laughs> cool.